guy that in uh, Oregon that he um, I could I have to find him on Facebook um, he I need to go out I want to go out there so bad and get like he said if you come out here for a weekend I could teach you things that you would be enough to you know for like 10 years that you would be working with I just know the basic how to make a spagyric extract it's pretty much with high level of it you're able to make crystals from the plants but with just using the elements and um, what you do I mean I can make crystals from from the plant extract but they're but they're like they look like salt where I think when you're you when you purify you, you pu keep purifying it over and over again you end up getting like crazy crystal formations that are like glass clear and there's all huh. I, I mean I'm just like a beginner at it but the premise of it is what you do after you make a really strong tincture you huh. know where you immerse the dried herb or fresh herb in like you know let's say Everclear 190 proof you know for a month and you would shake it up I have an extractor that's like close-up extractor that I make a really strong tincture in like eight hours but anyway what you do instead of like composting the spent plant matter it's self okay self it's okay though no 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 we're f you're f so pretty much I'm going south on 30th yeah okay so 30th so so pretty much this is 30th right here so I need to make a right uh you're, you're gonna want to turn around on this street okay so Okay. So, um, south, I thought, okay, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm confused. Um, so, you want me to do a U-turn over here? Um, so, pretty much, um, you, after, instead of composting it, um, what you do is you actually put it in a cast iron pot and you light it on fire mm. and you burn it overnight it's called calcification mm. where you have to stir it every 10 minutes and you know and you have it on like a heat source underneath so it continues to burn and hot get hot then what happens is the ash turns to like white ash and it looks like red jewels um, in it and it, it's so hot that what happens is the next day it's white ash pure then it takes like 12 hours to or eight hours to burn overnight and then what you do with that white ash you mix it with distilled water in like you know one of those glass half gallon canning jars you know you can get them at McGuckin's shake yeah. it up really good for a couple minutes and then you take a coffee filter you know, and like maybe in a, put it in a strainer and put it over another canning jar that's empty and you filter it. So what you end up getting is the ash in the coffee filter and then the ash water in the new jar. And then it looks like kind of like still see-through, see but not totally clear. And what you do is you pour that ash water into like a glass Pyrex pie dish, all glass, and you put it in the oven at a really, really low heat, like the lowest your oven can go over like maybe three hours, four hours maybe, huh. and you keep checking it and what happens is all the water evaporates and what's left is the crystals of the plant. 
and it looks like it, it's coating the, um, you know, the, the, the pie dish, and it does. It looks like little, like, like druzy, like it looks like druzy quartz covering the pie dish. And you take a razor blade and you scrape it up into a pile, and then from there, you put it back into your tincture. And what that is, you're putting your, the, the, the salts, the crystals are considered the body of the plant. So you're putting the body of the plant back into the spirit and the soul of the plant. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. And the soul is the, is the essential oil of the plant, you could say. And the huh. spirit is the alcohol. You know, um, yeah. so it's like the body, soul, and spirit recombined. And what happens is that tincture that you just made is 10 times stronger than it, if it was just a regular tincture, you know, without the salts. And so you could do that, like people who do like the real deal, spagyric alchemy, they'll pick the day that the, um, like say rosebuds, roses are connected to Aphrodite, Venus, it's Venusian, huh. it's love, you know, Venus is the connected to the day of Friday. So people who are like OCD about it, should I just keep going straight? Yeah, it's going to be um, just uh, two blocks past 30, the Colorado mm. on the left. Okay, just remind me because, um, so. Uh, uh, the, this sounds really interesting. Um, I just took a yoga class. And I just wanted to, let me just finish what I'm going to say though, okay. just because I okay. forget shit. So the real deal spagyric alchemists that do it like back like Renaissance times, they would if they had rosebuds, they would do it on a Friday because Friday is connected to Venus, which is connected to roses. So whatever plant you're working with, you do it, you make the extract on the day that plant that planet that plant is connected to with that planet. And then you have the energy astrologically of that planet going into your extract. And um so that's in a nutshell, but the guy in Portland, he, what he does is he keeps repurifying those, those crystals and there's other things. But you're not turning. Oh, okay. Um, you, there's something called, you can make a plant stone, which is somehow that you make a, uh, you're going to be turning sure. on the, the orange fence, um, well, on the road there, uh, there, Okay, um, so that's just basic, right but there's uh, there's other things like with making a plant stone where you can make it like a rock, and it's such a, there's different, or like the, uh, different types of plant alchemy that you can do that's different, uh, I can't think of the, the names of it right now. But that, the, what I just told you is like the basic. So I could show you how to do that. But if you want to really like, if you want like a, the teacher that I want to go see is in Portland and I'm hoping in the next year I could, I don't know if it would be like, maybe he would charge maybe like $5,000 for me to go there for a weekend to learn from him. But like, he's the teacher that I want to learn from. And that's why as an example with me saying, don't go to school for it, pick your teachers that are like, you know, world known to actually have them teach you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's why I'm saying... Um, it's right here. On uh, the right? Yeah. Mm. It, it's, um... 
things are just sort of falling together for me where like everything that I need to learn is um, out of nowhere um, and things seem to be moving much faster um, mm. and I think that's part of the reason why we, we met. Um, I do too. I really do too and I feel like you're, you, I feel like with, if you want to do anything with herbs, like seriously, do learn spagyric alchemy. It's something that nobody else, very few people know how to do, like in, in this country and in the world. It's like a lost art. And it makes whatever you're making 10 times stronger. So if you make a formulation and everything that, every extract you put in there that you make from scratch and it's spagyric, is going to be amplified times a thousand. And then if you do it corresponding to, to when you make the extracts individually, to that planet that it's connected to, it's going to make it even more powerful. And I feel like since you're really in, interested in shamanism, that that is definitely, you know, uh, you know, I feel like that with shamanism, I feel like that even though that's not considered, oh, that's uh, like with shamanism, it, it's, it's not considered like globally, people wouldn't think spagyric extracts, but I think with anything with the spirit realm, you know, when you're working with plant spirits, you know, and you're intentionally doing that, um, you know, that, uh, and, and like, if you think of like, um, hoodoo or traditional African religions where they would work with spirits and the plant spirits and the nature to, to make magic happen, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a part of it. And I feel like that, um, I would really recommend like, um, you know, like I, I know, um, I see this, uh, I've been seeing this person. He's a Palo priest. He, he's been doing it for like 30 years and it's Palo. I don't, do you know about it? It's like a traditional, um, African, African traditional religion where it's like heavier than voodoo or, or Santeria. Um, and it's mm. like, it, it's from the Congo and it's like probably the oldest magic in the world. And like, it's really, uh, but it's the, it's the plant spirits and the spirits, um, that they're, you know, um, that they give like, uh, you have to be like initiated. You have to be a priest to do that. Nobody can, but what they do is they, the, the spirits, they want to be fed and you, you know, um, you give the spirits an offering normally in like hoodoo, you know, people, which is, um, uh, folk magic, you know, they, they would work with Catholic saints and they would give like pound cake and water and flowers and, um, no regular food offerings to the Catholic saints for and asking, you know, giving thanks and also asking them for help with whatever magic they are asking for them to help with while they're doing the candle magic. But with like Palo and Santeria and Voodoo, they give blood offerings where they would like say with Santeria, they would give like five chickens and they would have an altar and they would, you know, humanely, you know, cut the, you know, the chicken like throat and spill the blood and ask them for help with whatever is going on. Usually if it's blood offerings, it's like something like serious going on, like where someone's dying and they're asking, please, this person is, 
in surgery, we're giving you this blood offering to help the person come through on the surgery and heal them, you know? So it's like, I feel like with, um, I, I feel like that knowing what I know now. And like, when I think of shamanism, I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of it is very, um, you know, uh, you know, with shamans, with the, you know, the, I feel like ayahuasca, the ayahuasca ceremonies, like I haven't been in an ayahuasca ceremony, but I feel like it's very much now like the trendy thing or whatever that people, and a lot of these people like are fake, you know, that they'll, you'll go on like a retreat or whatever. And so I feel like that, um, I feel like that if you're, if you're looking to, and I feel like the, maybe one of the reasons why you met me, I feel like learning things in a way that you're like, like globally, but also getting really into magical practices too, that most people, you know, that aren't really, they, they don't really know that much about too. Like, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe going and, you know, having ayahuasca and seeing a shaman and doing that, but also going into other magical practices too, like hoodoo. Um, you have to be, you don't have to be initiated to do hoodoo magic. You don't have to, if you're with hoodoo, it, it was really, became really popular in the 1930s, um, where, and it was mostly like African Americans who practiced hoodoo magic, but it was the combination of people coming over from Africa during like the slave trade, bringing that herb, you know, the, the plant spirits that asking for the help with the plant spirits and the minerals and that magic from Africa combined with, um, the Catholicism, you know, with using the Bible as saying the Bible with Psalms, making spiritual baths, spiritual floor washes, candle magic, praying to Catholic saints. So it was kind of the combination of the two. So you don't, it's folk magic. You don't have to be initiated, but if you wanted to get into like to actually with the serious shit that happened to me, I had, I had a professional help me. That's why I see this Paolo priest. Um, and, uh, so I would recommend just to really be able to create huge change for somebody. I mean, potentially, um, you know, if you did, I, I mean, like, I, I don't know personally if I would feel comfortable giving animal sacrifices, you know, um, but it's something that if somebody has a really serious problem, they go to somebody who, who does this specifically mm. Palo Santeria isn't as mm. heavy and intense, but you know, I would, uh, if you wanted to get into magic also with the shamanism, um, that I would maybe recommend exploring that, um, and I have something I could text you. I just wrote, it was a paper that I wrote on the aura and infrared light and magic. And I could text, do you want me to text it to you? Yeah. This is all stuff that I've been studying, um, yeah. already. So yeah, I've been looking into this stuff and you have, yeah. Yeah. Oh good. So you want to do magic? Well, it's like we're, it seems like we're all doing magic already. It's just mm. unconscious. 
Mm-hmm. Um, totally. And so I mm-hmm. want to be conscious of, of what it is, what it does, and why. Because, I, you know, I feel all sorts of things. Uh, uh-huh. I've, I've noticed huge, you know, um, I guess, like, uncoverings. And, like, there's I have a lot of sensitivity. And it's really weird. Like, I'm in a phase where it's just really strange. Because I can feel different things going on. And people are unconscious. They don't know what they're doing. And... I don't know what it is either, but I, it's different now that I'm more perceptive. I'd like to know what it is. I'd like to understand how to work with the the forces that are happening here that we can't, you know, see with our eyes necessarily, because um, that's all becoming very apparent. For mm-hmm. me. I feel like exactly what you're talking about. This is what I wrote about. Like you know, um, I've never written anything before like this, and I feel like this. Um, you know, I don't, I don't put, I don't barely even go onto Facebook, but I ended up posting this on Facebook to my friends and I feel like it's exactly what you're talking about. Um, and, uh, I feel like it, let me see, where is it? Uh, oh, here it is right here. I'm going to just copy and paste this for you. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's um, every kind of, like, thing that we do, every movement, every action subconsciously or consciously creates, like, an energy signature, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, even when we were in the, uh, in Smoker Friendly... And I had given when I I had given them a little bit of five finger grass, and she put it in the cash register, and the business owner took it out. I was like, no, she needs to put that back in, you know. Even though she didn't really, you know what I mean? Because it's like everything's symbolic. That's you know what, I mean? what I've been noticing, and it's yeah. really hard to describe. And you sound like you're crazy to a lot of people yes, if you try to yeah. get into it. Yeah, which is strange because it's almost like this is a perfect setup where like you start to notice these things. Yeah, and then you can't really talk about it with it. But then there's yeah. the people that you can meet up with, and they know what you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, I I feel like I know what you're talking about, and like, you know, this um, like, you know, it, I feel like with this it goes into like science so if people I feel like if people read this where they're like oh whatever that's bullshit or whatever I feel like if they read this I, I kind of like put the science like the basic science of the universe connected to like magic like you know the heat we feel it from sunlight is infrared heat and it's this the wavelengths are the size of a pinhead um and then there's near infrared light is closest to the wavelengths to visible light, um, like the spectrum, but it's not hot at all. It's actually the size of cells and microscopic and they're aura like color photons. Like with near infrared light, you can't like normally people can't see it, but people who could see auras can see it. Um, and then almost half the energy arriving at the earth from the sun comes as infrared light that we can't see. Hmm. And, but the earth sends back out infrared heat and infrared light into the universe as above, so below, as within, so without. So like, you know, um, you know, the, the sun puts, uh, visible light on the earth 
infrared heat and also infrared light that normally people can't see. And then the Earth sends back out into the universe infrared light and infrared heat. So it's like, that's like how it is when, you know, I'm sitting next to you right now. We're sending back and forth to each other. And then um, infrared heat is given off by stars, galaxies, lamps, flames, or anything else that's warm. And then so I thought candle magic. Holding the candle, putting your physical heat and energy signature into the candle wax. um, And your intention and your prayers imprint into the candle so for later as the candle burns your prayers go back up just like how it is with the earth and the sun and everything you know Mm -hmm. and then and then when it goes back up it reverberates back down into the physical realm to with the aura that you put out the aura is now coming back Hmm. and your intentions around people around yourself of what your intentions are yeah, I'll let you read it later, but, but that's, I hope you read it because I feel like it would be helpful and you would really love it. Um, but it goes into, it goes into more detail and everything from there, um, with like, you know, um, you know, with going into spirit guides and angels. And I feel like if I read it out loud to you, it's not going to do the same thing, but then I go into other scientific things and, you know, talking about how like, you know, that, um, you know, negative energy causes things to get sick or die that's caused by negative spirits and thought forms. So I feel like there's maybe people that you're friends with or, you know, or anybody, family, friends. This is my daughter right now. Hey, sweetie. Hun? Hun? What's that sound? Is she Okay. Okay, I, um, I met um, a friend, Gavin, at Smoker Friendly, and I'm dropping him off right now, and he, he, was, he wanted to get into herbs and everything, so I was telling him about spagyric alchemy, but he's going to leave in a second, and I'm going to go to 7-Eleven for you and get your Cheetos. All right. oh, don't and your hubba bubba. Yeah. I love you. Mwah. So, you know, with all that shit that happened to me with the negative spirits and stuff but I feel like with people I feel like that if when you get into an argument with someone it's like a negative spirit or is affecting them you know and it's like a negative energy that's from if you read it it's like easier if you read it but it goes into all that where maybe the person isn't necessarily like you know they're not overtaken by the dark but it's like I, I feel like I when I in the past, maybe when I've had things like that happen, I've gotten like really angry and everything like that, or really hurt, really sad. And now I'm like, okay, that's what the dark energy wants me to do. And unless somebody keeps doing it over and over again to me, then I'm going to be like, okay, fuck you. You're out of my life, you know, but it's like, you know, trying to like see like, you know, cause the negative dark energy doesn't want light in this world and like but at the same time if someone over and over again is like that then they're depleting your light and you can't there's you you don't have enough light to give to other people and then the dark wins you know what I mean so it's like yeah so I feel like you'll enjoy it 
Um, you know, and then if you want to like meet for tea or anything like that, at some point I could, um, and I could show you how to make that extract if you want. That sounds, yeah. that sounds pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then on that note of the whole, um, like demonic energies uh-huh. and all that, um, I, it looks like we have been, um, you know, in a place where possession is actually pretty common, maybe more common than, like, somebody walking around, like, totally, you know, not influenced by that. Yeah. Um, and yeah. so we treat it as, like, it's something really abnormal, but it looks like we live in a society of, you know, chronic possession. I agree with you totally. And so yeah. th- there's all sorts of different information on the different entities and things like yep. that. And, yeah, I started to notice things, um, you know, um, like I said, like perceiving things and it's gotten to the point where it's, it's intense. Um, you know, like things will, will happen. But the first thing that I notice is it is to trigger something in me. And if that works and I don't look at that, that trigger, Uh um, which can be extremely challenging, uh, uh, it'll sort of like, it's like I get pulled in and it'll be like a downward spiral because it's totally agree with you. Yes. It's my state. And that, that state is reflected in my world. And it seems like the more, uh, that becomes clear and what, what I am becomes clear. That's faster. It happens faster and just in general. So if something happens to sort of like, you know, create some anxiety or trigger some, some sort of fear, like, that was weird. And then I interpret it like, oh, there's something that's, you know, maybe feeding on me or something that's like messing with me Uh, or like shadow people and that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's not that I will just forget about it and just try to ignore it because that doesn't necessarily work. It's that I'll look at it as an opportunity to to grow somehow and to reassure myself to reaffirm that none of it is actually powerful over me that it has, it has no power over what I am and that is that's that's true and there's a lot of times where it seems like it's not true mm-hmm. it's it, hard to get out of this I feel like that it's like if if somebody's in a really bad space like scary where the their whole life fell apart and they're seeing shadow people people or like spirits or fucked up things then it's way it, it's harder to get out of feeling like that cuz you're like scared you know yeah. but then if you're but then I feel like if I'm in a better space and I feel like I've seen improvement in my life and I see something like that, then I'm like, then I'm in the space where I'm like, oh, okay, that doesn't have any power over me. This is something fucking with me and trying to get me back into that scared space. You know? Yeah. That's what I've experienced for myself. And so it doesn't really, it's like, um, it's like that. It's like something wants to get you to be afraid. Yeah. But then there's the whole like, okay, well now that I can see that, that's that's fucking scary. Like, what could be more scary to to know than to know that there's you know maybe things right here right now that are influencing us and everything 
here in a way that's that's to promote fear and it's it's like something is always behind you you know that's paranoia and then people get into states of paranoia they label this paranoid schizophrenics and maybe what they're seeing is shit that other people are just oblivious to and i think that's what it is but they're all yeah. they're obviously not able to see that to perceive that and maintain a positive state in spite of that and i think that is right there is what makes a soul stronger yeah is to be able to see the the, the most hellish and yet still choose to be grateful and and that is n- that's not something conceptual that's something that you've got to like go through over and over and over yeah. again yeah um i yeah. think i think coming i think like definitely um i agree with you it makes it makes the uh the spirits your your spirit stronger your soul stronger going through that and being able to not be scared and to be able to make um your life better definitely it makes you so much more powerful but it's it's getting out of that it's 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 definitely um I could see for people who are you see walking around the streets and they're like in the thick of it and they're you know really hard to get out of that space you know and then maybe not I mean I remember there was I there was points where I was like I don't even want to get into it because I don't want to but I I I feel like I have compassion for the for people that I see that I'm that the other people are like okay they're very mentally disturbed and they're yeah they are because they're being fucked with you know and I have so much compassion for those people but at the same time I'm not gonna go near them because I know how energy works and I don't I'm even very careful now about certain I won't look certain people in the eye if I see them from far away I'm like okay there's something going on with them I'm not even gonna look them in the eye because I feel like eyes are the windows to the soul and like I don't want I want to protect my energy, you know, um, and you know what I mean? There's, there's, um, recognizing that protection is a helpful thing uh-huh. and then there's focusing on that and manifesting more situations to, that require protection. Yeah. Cause like I've noticed as I've become more sensitive, as, as I've felt more, um, one of the things that keeps coming up is this feeling of being fragile. And I, I can recognize that's followed me my whole life, you know? Well, because you're you're an empath and you... I feel like you... That's how my daughter is. She absorbs people's... She's extremely compassionate. She's known as, like, the mom of her friends. But she's extremely psychic and she... I've had people say that she absorbs people's energy because she's so compassionate and she wants to, like fix everything and help people and like but what she ends up doing is she ends up she has to be very careful that she she doesn't get her own feelings and emotions confused with other people's Mm -hmm. and so you know how they say that like whoever you are intimate with you absorb you you absorb each other's energy so that's on a very intense level you know if they have spirit attachments or if they have energetic things signature it's like that affects even if you have a one night stand with somebody that could affect the rest of your life whether or not you get the person pregnant 
or they give you an STD. Just energetically, it changes your energy. It, it shifts your energy, and there's all these different parallel universes, you know. So that's on a very intense level, but but it's like if you're for me, I feel like with every action and every you know, if I, where I decide to go, you know, just with me, what if I had gone to 7-Eleven first before I picked, I went to Smoker Friendly and I didn't give you a ride and I never met you. Yeah, I know you know what, what you're I mean? Here. With the butterfly effect, so it's, that's... It's like, okay, I've got to be really intuition. careful. So if you see someone on the side of the street that you're like, okay, they're possessed by some shit. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay on the side of the street right now. right now. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but then you get into that and you're mo- you're not... You're not in the flow. You're moving with your mind. Your mind is is Mm-mm. is like not necessarily using be. your intuition. I mean, it can be for me. I've noticed. I will start to okay. This this vibe is off here. I'm gonna move this way. Yeah. And, and uh, there's a sort of just feeling and just allowing all of it to yeah. happen. But then there's a okay. But I've got to move like this to this. Yeah. And, of course. Uh, I've got to I've got to move like this because this is happening and somebody's touching their face and so I want to touch and, and that's 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 your mind will come in and make it really complicated and you have to do everything really particular otherwise it's not good but then but then it's you just also, let it all go and it's like no well, you're, sometimes, you're always in the right well place. the whole thing is with magic though that's how it is with magic it's like you have to do everything precisely in the moment, how you feel, you know? So I, I wrote something for my friend, like I sent her this box of these magical items and pretty much what I feel like magic, when, you know, if there's a spell or something, you, you could be like, oh, or if you're like, oh, okay, I want to do this, this, um, I wanted, I want to do this specific type of magic that I'm going to do, uh, you know that and but then in the moment while you're doing it like uh like it could be like weird things that you feel like intuitively that you need to do like um yeah you know what i mean like like say as an example like i i powdered up elite sh- silver shungite it's this stone there's regular shungite and there's elite silver shungite and it's, it holds an electric t- charge. It will light up a light bulb if you touch a stone with wires with a battery. It protects from, like, any kind of radiation. It also protects from negative energy and spirits. So I had powdered it up, and, um, and I ended up, uh, you know, I ended up putting it... I had it put aside just to work with it, um, in whatever way I wanted to. I was originally going to make like a, a, uh, put it into like products that I make to just put the extra good juju in it. And when I was doing like out of nowhere, I felt like that intuitively I was supposed to mix it with powder and put it on all of my chakras to protect myself. And that wasn't planned, you know, and put it like around my eyes, on my, like covering up my crown chakra because I was having weird like spirit shit happen to me at night and the day that I did that I haven't and since then I haven't had any kind of weird spirit shit happen to me at night and that was like in the moment I made that up I didn't read that online Hmm. you know what I mean so 
Um, but, but what you said about how you have to do something precisely, mm-hmm. it's your most likely your spirit guides telling you to do that and you're creating some kind of energy signature protection thing around you. So, you know, that, that's how I view that kind of thing. And it's not, you know, if some people might say, oh, that's an, you're in a psychosis state and you're paranoid, but I don't think it is in that moment you're guided to do those things. I wonder what defines it as paranoia. Like, what is the line between paranoia mm-hmm. and being perceptive? That's what I. That's what I want to understand. I feel understand. like the difference is when you have spirits fucking with you that are bad, that are telling you to do those things, whereas it's spirits who are good that it's your spirit guides. But you're the one who attracts the bad spirits. You you attract by your vibration. It, they they come well, from Well, the that. whole thing is this is the thing. If you're somebody with a this is how I feel. If you're somebody that has a lot of light and it goes into that snakes are uh, in the the pit viper family, they're able to see infrared light. The yeah. dark is attracted to the light. So you have to when you have interactions with people and if they have a spirit attachment, they, they're, they're, and, and the person like picks a fight with you or whatever it is, or if you give them a hug or, or, or something, or if they s- send you bad energy, but it's not really them sending you bad energy, energy, it's the spirit attachment that's doing that. It's the spirit, the, the dark notices the light. So yeah. yeah, you are right in a way where you're like, yeah, you're attracting that dark energy, but the dark energy also feeds, but also if you're someone who has a lot of light, the dark is attracted to the light. The dark doesn't want there to be a lot of light on this planet. So you have to, if you're like a light worker or you're a shaman or mm-hmm. you're somebody who is in that realm, you have to be really careful if to know, okay, is there a dark spirit trying to confuse me? Well, okay, yeah. It, you know what I mean? That's how I kind of see it. Well, so here's where I've been. For the past few days, I have noticed shit like stepping out uh, of my house, and there will almost always be a, a car like turning at the same time as I leave my door. Sometimes they'll park and face right where I am uh-huh. and shine their lights on me, and I'll feel like some sort of, it feels like some sort of like hose or something like hitting me in the in the heart and like I've literally like gone through shit where I have found like uh, you know parks that are secluded somebody will come up and, and park their fucking car right next to me out of everywhere in the f- and and like it's like I feel like I'm getting like yeah like, like I'm, you're being I'm, watched. I'm being well it's it's like that yeah it's it's very much like that and I'll walk down the street and there's certain certain shit that will happen it's like it's like the Truman show and at the same time, I've, I've heard other people go through the same shit, and I, I look at shit differently. I, I change my interpretation. Do you feel like your phone is hacked? So this is where it gets into paranoia, though, because, like, maybe that's on a certain timeline that it is, and then I start to make that into reality. But are you looking up shit that you shouldn't be looking up online that maybe the government wouldn't, as far as, like, think, you know how, like, that there's been like people who have like disappeared because they've looked into things or invented things that maybe the government doesn't want out to the public because it would well based on what i have uh, i mean there's a lot that i haven't shared with you that i've found out about holistic health and things like that i would be yeah i mean like somebody that 
the system would not want. I mean, I I looked, I looked, I I I was, I feel like I I I feel like I am being watched and listened to, but I and and there was things that I was looking up and getting like printed up and that kind of thing that I had to delete out of my phone and my computers because I was having stuff like when I would go online and go on YouTube like a video would pop up you are being watched and like weird shit and yeah you know the coincidences that will like point to that well no I feel like it was the government saying don't fucking look this shit up you know don't do well you know so that's why when you say that I'm not thinking you're crazy you probably are being watched because if I don't know if I'm being watched by the government though that's like I myself I'm not sure about that because I think that a lot of this is your interpretation of it like how you interpret it and if you if you have an interpretation like this is you know this is personal if you're taking it personally and you're getting really into you know how to avoid these negative entities, these negative situations, how to deflect these weird things that you're feeling and, and whatever it is, you're focused on the negative, so you're attracting more of that. If you are fo- if you just get to the place where you're like, okay, all this shit is happening and it's weird as fuck, but for, forget about it. For just Let me focus on the positive yeah, aspects be, of my and life. It, and I see what you mean. It could be the dark energy fucking with you trying to trying to make you feel like you're going crazy and that maybe it's not you're being watched by the government. I totally hear what you're saying. But um, if you're... But at the same time, you know, um, if you were looking to, like, invent something and that it is something, and you were looking up research on that, it could be that you are being watched. Yeah, but the, the main thing would be if you get into a negative state about it, then you're not going to be able to do things very well. If you kind of just... I mean, what can you do? I mean... I would say you are the creator of your state <coughs> and that, that manifests reality and that, that is what we have to understand oh, definitely. again. Definitely. And that's why it's uh that's why it's like horrifying when like knowing this when you're in a scared, freaked out space because you know you know this and you're like how I need to that like I said with my with my businesses and everything, how they like you know, that I'm like I know that I could it's, it's like that's the thing that was holding me back, but it was these spirits fucking with me that were, that were, caused me to be in the fucking hospital in these series of events, you know, um, and, so. And, and the way that you responded to it. Yes, because the whole, and that, that goes back to the whole thing that, that where, you know, where you're like, okay, you have to do something precisely. And I felt like that it, a lot of it was these, during that time when I was hospitalized, these spirits were telling me to do weird certain things like that, you know, that, uh, or, 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 te- or scaring the shit out of me. Like there was, there was a spirit that, there was a spirit that told me that my mom was going to try to like kill my daughter. So I showed up at my mom's house and I called the cops and, and that saying that my mom was trying to hurt my daughter and the cops took me to the hospital, you know? But the thing is, as a mother, if you get information that your child is going to get hurt, like, I knew I was going to get taken to the hospital, but I'm like, what if this is really fucking true? You know what I mean? So it's like the spirit's fucking with you to cause you to make bad decisions. You know what I mean? It's like the spirits really can't physically hurt you, but fuck with you to make weird decisions so that ends, you know what I mean? So that 
And so I totally get what you're saying with that. But then, so that's why you ha to be able to differentiate, is this, is this like good advice from the spirits? Are these good spirits telling me this, trying to protect me? Or are these bad spirits trying to fuck my shit up? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I totally yeah, get what yeah. you're saying. I should go because I have to get my daughter's stuff. But definitely um, call me when you want to get together. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm really interested in this herbal stuff. And, yeah. yeah, I feel like it was really meant to be that I saw you and like to be somebody to to kind of like you know point you in the right direction maybe you know. Yeah, it's kind of like we're all kind of coming together yeah. right now and like pointing each other yeah. in the right direction. So I could so I could like totally um, you know send you that teacher's name, you know, if you want to learn from him in Portland, and if you want any other information on like you know, um, you know, uh, I could send you to, uh, what I wrote for my friend that goes into the weird shit that you do when you do magic. That's very particular, but in the moment you're guided to do. So I could send that to you. I have that at my house. I could text that to you. Okay. If you want that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds good. I'd love to talk more. Yeah. I'm going to give you a hug before I go. If that's okay, okay. Sure. Yeah, of course. I, I always like to, if I can, hug to the right because it's like your heart's touch with the other yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. Right. yeah and, and you're, you know, I just got to say, like, you're definitely very much an old soul. And, like, for you to be your age and to be, like, thinking the way you're thinking and aware of the things you're aware of, like, I'm super, super happy for you. Like, very, very, very much so. I mean, like, it, I'm 39 and it wasn't until, like, that I could fully, like, articulate all these things that you're talking about, like, until, like, pretty much, like, now, after all this traumatic stuff happened to me. So, to be able to know these things without traumatic shit happening to you at your age is amazing. And so, you, you're going to be, like, what you're going to offer to the world is going to be amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank, thank you for the ride. And you're welcome. Yeah. Well, sweet. Yeah, I'll see you soon. Call me anytime and I'll text you all that info when I get home. Great. Yeah. And your name again? Nora, Nora. Gavin. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was really good meeting you, Nora. You too. And you got my text, right? I did. You definitely. Okay, good. Yeah. Good. All right. Well, I will. I'll see you. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to getting together, and you know, and it, it made me so happy that I was able to. It was like I love these things when, like, you know, you cross paths with someone, and you know, you it feels like that you're that you're in the flow, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. can actually see it in your yeah. eyes. It was like, you just recognize something, you know? And I yeah. was like, oh, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It's a new world. No, it's it like really that. is. And, like, I feel like meeting you today, like, it definitely, like, um, like made me feel, like, helped me to feel extra happy today meeting you. And, like, that, that like, okay, things are falling together. Like, how you said that you feel like things are very quickly coming together for you. Like, this was a huge thing for me, too. Yeah, you know? Yeah. You know, feeling like, okay, um, like, things are good. <laughs> yeah. You know? They were really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay.
Yeah. I'll see you soon. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, Nora. Okay.